What's up, guys, and welcome back to the DualSense Podcast. This is episode 29. I'm one of your co-hosts, Jason. I'm joined, as always, by Travis. Travis, Happy New Year. What's good today? Uh, not much, man. I'm glad it's 2021 and now the virus is over and um, <sighs> you know all of our social mistrust and unrest is over, too. Yeah, all, all of the world's problems are now over, if you guys didn't know, and everything is anew again. And with a new year begs the question, Travis, does a new year mean a new you, or is it the same old Travis? No, I think it's silly that we celebrate the earth going around the sun once in the first place. <laughs> it's a big it's a big deal. We made it all the way around. Are you kidding me? It's like an arbitrary thing we assigned. Uh, but that's mm. that's with anything though. I guess you could say that about language or uh Easter sure. or, you know, Valentine's Day. Sure. It's uh it's not quite a hallmark holiday like no. you know, val- like Valentine's or St. Patrick's Day or whatever, but it's pretty close. It's it's pretty in close. it's yeah, it's in the in the I guess the limbo between Christmas and um like St. Valentine's Day. It's somewhere like uh like Cinco de Mayo is higher though. You know what I mean? Like Fourth of July is higher, but it's <laughs> sure. like under those, you know. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Well, Travis, for the uninitiated or the noobs here on the podcast, we are a PlayStation podcast where you and I get together each and every week to discuss all the news, rumors, upcoming game releases, and a little bit more in the world of PlayStation. We post new episodes on Sunday, so if you don't want to miss an episode, if you enjoy what you hear here, we would appreciate if you would subscribe and leave us a review on your podcast service. That certainly helps. And then also, why not share us with a friend if you think you may have one that would enjoy a podcast such as this, where they can get all the PlayStation news in under 90 minutes every week. If you guys want to reach out to us, you can do that on Twitter at the DualSense pod. And if you want to check out some of our game streams and clips, you can find us on YouTube at the DualSense podcast. Without further ado, Travis, talk to me about what you've been playing. Before we get too far down the road, I want to give a big shout out to the guy who gave us a downvote on our YouTube top 10 games to the PS4 era. <laughs> yes, we got one down vote. Don't I worry, what, I, I rescued it. I gave us an upvote. I wonder what he was he upset about our list. Did he not like our delivery? <laughs> I, there's a lot of questions I have. I, I know, like, I agree. That's the thing. Like, I'm cool with a down vote, whatever. If you if you didn't like it, that's that's fine. Just tell but, me why. Yeah, leave a comment and say, hey, this this sucked because... I hate yeah. the way you guys sound or right, yeah. this sucked because your yeah, your list sucked. Like right, yeah. Where's Yakuza at? Yakuza should be on here. Every Yakuza game should be on here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the final need, fantasy. Context. Yeah, just give me context. All right. Yeah. This week this week was a weird week because I was at my in laws. So um mm. definitely well, we, don't forget, don't forget. This is for the we the our last episode came out on the 20th, the 20th that was right. you know up to date so the, the past two weeks really uh, so uh me and my wife finally beat the uh bridge to nowhere on crash bandicoot it took us like three days mm. i was refusing to look up a walkthrough and then i finally did and you can <laughs> walk on the ropes which i thought you could walk on the ropes but i wasn't 100 percent sure and there's like one section where you kind of have to do that to get through so once I watched the walkthrough, I did it in like two tries. So 
there you go. Nice. Anyway, let's so play a little bit of that. Um, normal Black Ops stuff. Been using the RPD again. I really enjoy the RPD. God, it's just so smooth. Um, played mm-hmm. some prop hunt, and I'm I'm so bad at it. First of all, the little the props move so fast. They do, and it's so hard to kill them. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And when I am a prop, I, I never <laughs> I never seem to like hide very well. I did learn that if you put your um, decoys out and somebody shoots the decoys, you get points for that. So I've been putting oh, the nice. decoys out. I have this. I want to do this thing where we get like six people online. And mm-hmm. then we all just dr- run straight across and just put a wall of decoys in front of them when they spawn. I think that would be That's hilarious. hilarious. That would be. Uh, but anyway, um, I'm terrible at that. I, I don't think I've ever won. I might have won one round. I think I've killed two props. It's, it's just really hard. Um, but other than that, normal Black Ops stuff. I think my KD went up again. I'm closing in on 1.4 overall. I think my team death is like one and a half. So it's something nice. stupid. Play their 2K League. Mm-hmm. I had a couple of close wins. Uh, I was beating the crap out of out of out of Sacramento. I was up like fourteen to nothing at one point. They called two timeouts in the first quarter. I was kicking ass, and then Jeez. I won the game. I won the game by three, so that went pretty well. And i've I've <laughs> made I've made the decision to start uh, Baisley over Horford. Finally, mm, how's that? Uh, I haven't played yet with him. The reason I did that was I thought about doing it off the gate. And then I thought, well, Horford, you know, he has all these badges. I'll play him. And Horford yeah. actually won the first game of the year. He won it for me in the fourth quarter. Like he got like every rebound and was scoring all the points. So I was like, perfect. And the last couple of games I stopped using, I was using Baisley pretty much in a pick and a pop and he was awful. And then I started mixing it up where sometimes I'll use him in the role. And now all of a sudden he's like a completely different player. So he's catching lobs. He's he's dunking on people, making contested layups. So I think I figured out how to play with him finally. And in the last two games, especially against Sacramento, um, in the fourth quarter when I got stuck, he was the only guy that was doing anything on offense. So uh, we'll try it out and see. And um, hopefully he'll develop and get really, really good so I don't have to draft a center. Yeah. Is that what Um, he plays? Is he a power forward or center? Both. Yeah. I think they want to use him as a stretch four, but I can't make jump shots with him. So, you know, whatever. Sure. It's fine. Um, he's like a poor man's Chris Bosh. Uh, by poor, I mean like pretty poor. <laughs> like very poor. Yeah. And then uh, we went back to Battlefield 1 a little bit. So we played that the other night with John. Still, I can still snipe pretty well. Uh, that, that was nice. Uh, I'm still dying more than I did before, but it's because I'm not used to the game and I'm doing weird stuff. Yeah. there We played one game where we got our absolute shit pushed in. But that map, where were we at? Uh, the castle map, what is it called? Uh, hmm. Ballroom Blitz, something like that. Oh, it, yeah, 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 that's it, that's it. That map was always hit or miss for me anyway. I would either be... It, for me, it's like the side we started on by the railroad. Every time I start on that side, I, I, I'm terrible. I remember that. <laughs> And yeah, part, it's hard to get out of that. Out yeah. of that if I'm on the other side, I'm so much better. So you know, in that game, that's one of the things he did really well about that game is um, your spawn can really affect the gameplay, which is realistic to a battle. Um, but anyway, I think that's all I've been playing. I didn't, I didn't buy anything over the break. I haven't raced any. Um, I have two races tomorrow. I haven't practiced at all, so that'll go well. Oh yikes! I think, I think that's it. I think that's it. 
Well, it's been a busy couple of weeks for both of us, it sounds like. So I also have been playing NBA two NBA two K twenty one. I haven't been doing any my team because, you know, I'm just into the league right now, like we've talked about, and I hope to play a game with Charlotte tonight, actually. I've been looking at their real life player rotations and I'm gonna make some tweaks, I think, and just mm-hmm. Try some different stuff. So, uh, but uh, that's still still enjoying the league quite a bit. But however, I did put in all the like Christmas Day locker codes for the my team and absolutely raked. As I told you, I got like three pink diamonds and I got a lot of good cards. So my mm, team I got is nothing. <laughs> you got Jason Richardson. Yeah, he's fine. <laughs> so I, I got him and Allen Iverson and uh, Pete Maravich, Pistol Pete. Mm-hmm. He's some other cheap. ones. You can get yeah. a beef like 20K. Yeah, yeah, I know. So if I don't like him, I'll sell him. But I got him and Ben Wallace in the mm. same pack that I bought with tokens wow. that I got for free from the locker code. So anyway, they're, they're stacked. I'll play with him at some point. There's a rumor out there that with the new season of my team that's in like eight or nine days that there's going to they're going to add a uh, domination tier. So wow. I don't know. I'm still well, not even done with the second one, but... I bought well, almost bought a pink diamond Jason Williams last night for like thirty eight. Ooh, that sounds fun. So I don't know. I don't really need him, but I, I really like Jason Williams and his passing oh. is all like it's all like ninety eight. His threes are like a ninety four. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm going back and forth on it because I only have like forty eight thousand VC, so or yeah. whatever it is, my team points. So I don't want to. I basically be spending it all on one guy. It's kind of hard to to bite the bullet. I spent all mine on Dirk. I only have like twenty eight left. I spent a <laughs> spent a nice chunk on Dirk because I needed I wanted him bad and he was cheap because everybody was getting him from the locker code at Christmas. So mm-hmm. I got him for like forty five, which is pretty good for him. It's probably he's probably ten now. Watch and I guarantee it. But anyway, uh, played Black Ops also, like you said, which I uh, we had a good time with that, especially with the prop hunt, like you talked about. However. I had to delete Black Ops to make room for Battlefield One um, because I just I just had an itch. Yeah, I just came across some videos on YouTube of people playing it, and it was at 4K on the PS5, and mm-hmm. I knew that nice. I knew that you would be in on it, and I figured we could get John to play with us. So it's fun to be back, but it's like like you said, a totally different dynamic that I've got to get used to again. Mm-hmm. Uh, how that game plays and stuff, but it's fun. <laughs> so much fun popping yeah. heads with the SMLE though. Yeah. That was just like old times. And the, the, uh, the, the, what are they called? The vehicles are so much fun. They're so good. They really are. Yeah, <laughs> they really are. Oh, the shotgun. Uh, I was using the slug, the M10 slug at Argon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You just, people, poor, those guys don't have a shot. <laughs> yeah. I was doing that too. And then the, the guns are just so cool. Cause like you've talked about before, they just experimented with r- random shit, mm-hmm. you know, back then because they didn't really know how to. You know, that was yeah. really the kind of like the birth of like automatic weapons and things like that was around around that time. So just really unique weapons, which are cool. Uh, and then I've been playing Red Dead Online, still working through the Outlaw Pass. I'm at like rank 67 or 68. So I've got like 32 ranks left. And, and then I'll delete that for the time being to make some room for other stuff that's coming out. And then have been playing Cyberpunk 2077. Mm-hmm. and my opinion has changed a little bit about that game. So I think before I said that I would give it an 8, and I think I would lower it down to a 7, mm-hmm. at least as of right now. So Because of all the stuff we know, or other yeah, stuff? Yeah, no, all of the stuff that we know, pretty much. So I would say 
that the gameplay as far as the combat is very good and I think the story is pretty good and I think the like the character interaction as far as like in cutscenes and things like that is is good as well and the dialogue mm-hmm. and and all that's very good but the problem for me one of the problems for me is that the world just feels dead um right. especially like when you come from a game like Red Dead where mm-hmm. Not those random events and yeah people just not, be shooting each other in the distance for no reason <laughs> yeah and there's not much of that in cyberpunk and that's a problem for me especially when they kind of made it seem like that would be the case um right. i did wit- i did witness two guys uh one guy blow another guy's head off in cyberpunk for the first <laughs> time the other day so part of, part of me thinks that uh, that random things only happen in certain parts of the map like they they finished making certain parts of the map, if that makes sense. Right, yeah, and they don't have that in the other part. Yeah, but here's here's what really broke the straw for me is the fact that on PS5, even after all of the updates that they've done so far, I still cannot play for more than an hour straight without a game crash. So wow. there's some there's some type of glitch in the code, and I'm not exaggerating. Like literally, once you hit the 60 minute mark, at some point between 60 minutes and two out the two hour mark, the game is going to crash. You you don't you can't predict when it's, it's just random. The only thing that's that's not random about it is that it's after the 60 minute mark of <laughs> continue of continuous play. So weird. I was yeah. So I was playing the other day. And I was in the middle of a quest, you know, if it's a story quest, sometimes there are multiple parts. Like it might take you 20 minutes to do a story quest, whatever, 30 minutes, depending on what it is, you know, some of the longer ones and it crashed in in the middle of a quest. And I'm like, all right, I'm, (laughs) I'm, I'm I'm done with this. So I was, I'm not going to replay the quest over guys. Like I've just made, I've snuck in this place and made these decisions and whatever, like. I'm done. So I quit and I deleted it. I'm not going to play the game until they put the PS5 version out and they fix everything. And mm-hmm. I just feel like I'm, when I was playing it, I felt like I was sh- shortchanging myself anyway because uh, by nature, you know, ready. as a, <clears throat> yeah. And then by, by nature, as a cyberpunk game, like there are glitches and like weird things going on, you know, but it's so, the game is so broken in parts that you don't know if a glitch is actually supposed to be a glitch within the game or if it's a glitch like the game's broken you know what i mean so yeah i follow you i just feel like i'm i'm not playing the version that they wanted to make so and i'm 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 tired of dealing with the the one hour to two hour window crash so i'm done with that for now and uh it was my decision was made a lot easier because of my last game that i've been playing which is assassin's creed valhalla which I got on sale. I told you I'd been waiting for it to be on sale mm-hmm. and it's on sale for like 45 bucks right now. And it's more than worth the 45 bucks in my opinion. And I would give it right now, like maybe a nine. Wow. And of course I'm, I'm like 15 or so hours in, mm-hmm. but I think I would give it maybe a nine right now. So it's, first of all, it's a gorgeous game on the PS five and the combat is very good. It's so satisfying. And they've made a little tweak since Origins, which is the last one that I really played and right. enjoyed, where you can dual wield any two weapons now. So like you can have oh. I can have like a mace and an axe 
or I can have two maces or I can have a dagger <laughs> and you can have two shields even, which I haven't tried yet actually. So there's just so much variety in the combat. Like if I get tired of swinging an ax, whatever, I can just go to my inventory really quick and change it to, you know, a hammer and a dagger and it just changes uh, like that. So <laughs> different attacks and different like rhythm and in patterns and whatever. So that's mm-hmm. really satisfying. And then there's just so much in the game to do. Um, it's like the complete opposite of cyberpunk. Like there's so much going on, you know, you can build up your settlement and you can help people there and you can, right. You got all the raids. You can, yeah. You can do raids. You can assassinate, uh, assassination targets mm-hmm. or, or you can do the main story or whatever. Like you can just take your pick. Do you still go in and out of the Anubis? Yes. I've done that once. Um, that's still a thing. So I always never, I never liked that. I just, can I just be yeah. the guy in the time period? I mean, it's a very small complaint, but you know. Yeah. Well, it's whatever. very, it seemed very minimal so far. So it pulled me out one time and it gave me like just a quick little story, like arc bit or mm-hmm. whatever. And then I could like jump right back in if I wanted, but I kind of explored a little bit before I did. But so it seems pretty limited. And I think they've kind of picked up on people don't want to be pulled out as much uh, anyway. So I, I recommend it quite a bit. I would the only thing that's keep I would say what's taking away from it for me a little bit, which makes it a nine, is the fact that there's so much going on in the open world that some of the systems overlap each other, which causes these weird kind of scenarios. Like for instance, I was playing earlier today and I was going to do a side quest and what I the the location that I needed to go to was a raid site mm-hmm. that I had not that I had not raided yet, and then so I get there and there's all kinds of guys from what would be the raid, and what's well, not a big deal I can fight all of them off, but then there's also these roaming like high level enemies like bounty hunters basically they're called zealots in the game mm-hmm. and they look like te- they're dressed like templars and stuff it's kind of cool. That's cool. But anyway, I'm not high enough to fight them yet, but they roam the map. And so naturally, as soon as I needed to go to this location to do the side quest, I run into a raid, the side quest, and then one of these roaming bounty hunter guys. So like everything converged on each on me at one time. And I just, yeah, I was getting my shit pushed in. So it was kind <laughs> of a mess. So that's my only complaint really so far is that sometimes there's so much going on that you can basically break the systems on each other. So yeah. But anyway, it's, it's a, fun. It's got an 84 on Metacritic. It's good. It's it's worth it. I'm I'm really into it. I'm digging it. So that'll be my kind of thing that I play when you guys aren't on. And that's a lot, but that's it. That's everything. So with that, let's jump into the news here, of which there's not a whole lot, Travis, because it's still the holiday lull here. And as we've talked about, most developers send their staff home for a couple weeks around this time. So We'll, we'll get through a little bit we do have here. Number one, the bleeding cannot be stopped at SIE Japan Studio, as Terujuki Toriyama, a producer on Bloodborne, Demon Souls, and Soul Sacrifice, announced on Twitter that he would be leaving the studio at the end of December. Website Push Square reported that Toriyama left to join a new company that is creating a new gaming IP, possibly the newly formed Bokeh Game Studio, where his fellow former Japan studio colleagues have recently departed to as well, as we have reported in the past couple of weeks here. Mm-hmm. I think three of his colleagues have left to, to make that studio. So right. any thoughts on this? It's kind of weird that all these guys are leaving Japan studio, but what do you think? 
Yeah, it's weird, but they're all going to the same place, which is interesting. I would say they got together and were like, look at the last three games we made. We can do our own thing and keep more of the profits and be our own boss and that kind of thing. It makes sense to me. A little surprised that they did it. You think SIE Japan kind of saw it coming once a couple of them left together. They probably put it together like, okay, the rest of these guys are kind of in on it. They're all they're all probably working with each other anyway. I'm, I'm right. sure they're not totally surprised. Um, but at a certain point, you know, when people have been somewhere for a while, they're going to want to jump off and do their own thing. So I'm not totally sure. surprised. It'll be interesting to see what they come up with, though. Um, and, you know, what that looks like without the huge backing of SIE. Yeah, there's still I'm so I, I I'm I partly think it's what you're saying. Like these guys just wanted to do something on their own. So. You know, they're kind of breaking off and doing their own thing, which this guy, Toriyama, hasn't said that he's joining Bokeh Game Studio yet, but it seems like it's certainly a possibility. Um, so maybe there's nothing here. Maybe it's just, you know, the time, uh, the opportunity was there to move on for these guys, and so they did it. But there has been some rumors, too, that, you know, Sony is kind of, I guess, cooling off on Japan as a primary market, which would be mm-hmm. weird because Sony's based there, but at least for video games, they're cooling on Japan as a primary market. And so I wonder if there is maybe a little truth to that. Part of me wonders that because maybe the, these guys are seeing a little bit of the writing on the wall and they're, you know, they're getting out while the, while the going's good, as they say, to uh, kind of do something else. So, I don't know. It's certainly interesting that they've lost this many kind of senior level staff and leadership from from one studio, especially from a first party studio. Makes you wonder what they're seeing from the inside too. If if Sony is cooling on that market, they might be pulling funding, and they probably realize they can't really make what they want to make. Right. Or maybe they're not allowed to make what they want to make. Maybe Sony wants them to make certain things. And they keep That's telling true. them no. So they're like, okay, well, we can go do our own thing then and you know, give it a shot. But that, you know, mm-hmm. if there is smoke, if there's fire where that smoke is, then that would make a lot of sense too. Yeah, that's a good point. Maybe they're, maybe Sony has told them to go a different direction and make a type of game that they don't, they don't want to make. So that's definitely a possibility too. We'll see. Number two, Sony appears to be betting big on its PlayStation properties on the big and small screens as website PushSquare reported that Sony's newly established PlayStation Productions department has 10 projects in production that are based on PlayStation video games. CEO Tony Vincenquera, I have no idea if I said that guy's name right, Tony Vincenquera recently told news outlet CNBC that three productions are movies and the rest are television series. So I wonder if some of the, if he's counting some of these that are already, you know, in production, like Uncharted and the last uh, movie and the last of a show, or if these are new, I I wasn't quite clear on that, but either way, this is a big investment in uh, film and TV, you know, to, to make video game crossovers. What do you think? I'm not sure that it works the way that they hope it will. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Was the Witcher a big hit? Yeah, the show was, yeah, it definitely right. was. Okay, so that one worked. So I guess there's there's fire there, but we've seen a lot of mm-hmm. video game movies that aren't great. Yeah. Or a lot of movies based off, or a lot of games based off movies that aren't great either. So it gives me a little yeah. caution to throw 10 things out like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what 10 things could there be besides, you know, we know of Uncharted, they have to be counting what we already know about. There's no way. Sure. I mean, what else is there? 
Yeah, that's what I think too. I think they're including what's already in development. I can't imagine three more movies and seven more TV shows. Right. So, I mean, they're not making a Ratchet and Clank movie. Like, <laughs> I mean, you never know though. I mean, what else? Yeah. That's that's one of my questions. Is okay if you've got seven shows and three movies. All right, you take Uncharted out. So let's just say, let's assume that you take Uncharted. There's two movies. You take The Last of Us out. There's six more shows. Right. That's eight IP that they have to make movies or shows for like so what, god of war uh, yeah that has to be one right like uh what else is exclusive to them i mean there's a lot of okay horizon ghost of uh, tsushima ghost of tsushima killzone but like are you gonna make a show about like killzone would be weird like, yeah exactly and then are you gonna make a show about like ape escape or like gran turismo <laughs> like what are you doing i don't know man yeah. so uh, that's what i'm confused about well ghost of tsushima could be cool mm-hmm because it has to be narrative-driven. Like, God of War could even be interesting, but I'm not sure how well that works. Like, I feel like that would work as an animated cartoon. Although, well, yeah, we saw a thing the other day talking about Gerard Butler playing him, right? Oh, yeah, Jacob sent us that. I, right. I had not heard that. So that if that's the case, I just feel like that's a weird live-action kind of thing. Uh, the Last sure. of Us works really well as a live-action. So does Uncharted. Because Uncharted basically has those big Hollywood set pieces anyway. It was almost yeah. made to be a movie in the first place. It true. was like it was like the, it was like Michael Bay made a video game kind of, but <laughs> true. Yeah, that's a lot of IPs, and they have to be narrative driven, or they don't make sense. So, like you know, Astro's Playroom doesn't work. Hmm. Although that could be a cool, uh, like a kids show. Yeah, I agree. Number three, the Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven launch debacle continues to get worse for developer CD Projekt Red as two U.S.-based law firms announced on Christmas Eve that they would be pursuing potentially class-action lawsuits against the Polish studio. Los Angeles-based Shaw Law Firm and New York-based Rosen Law Firm accused the developer of making false and misleading statements pertaining to the game. CD Projekt Red has responded publicly, acknowledging the receipt of at least one civil class action lawsuit in California, stating that they, quote, will undertake vigorous action to defend itself against any such claims, end quote. Any thoughts on this? I mean, they're going to be spending a lot of money to defend themselves. I guess they'd mm-hmm. be spending a lot of money to settle out of court anyway, but I guess I guess the line is, you know, making false and misleading statements about the game. The line is, is it? Yeah, you have to prove that they released it knowing that it wasn't what they said, which probably right. isn't that hard to do. Right. But when they made those, but but the defense would be when they made those statements, um, they thought it was going to be that. So, how can sure. you can you penalize somebody for having at that point? You're kind of penalizing people for stating their goals. Like you know, if if NASA said we're going to the moon, and then we ended up not making it, and we gave them all this money, mm-hmm. do we sue them for not going to the moon? Like you have to give people leeway to express what they're doing. I think that the only way that you win that argument is if from the beginning they knew what they said to do was impossible. Yeah, that's an they, interesting point. And it clearly isn't impossible because, uh, you know, Valhalla just did it and Rockstar's done it. And we've seen other, like No Man's Sky has bounced back and recovered. And it's huge and, you know, mm-hmm. random. So... I don't know, but but CD Projekt Red has made comments in the past that have kind of made it easy for them to lose this mm-hmm. <laughs> this, this lawsuit anyway. Like they've think, kind of dug their own grave. 
Yeah, I think they, yeah, I think that they, depending on how they approach it and then depending on what these law firms can dig up in, you know, investigation or discovery or whatever with evidence, I, they may be in some trouble here. I think because of what they, how they marketed it as far as what they showed early on, first of all, which that happens all the time, you know, games get downgraded or whatever, but not just that, the fact that they only, gave out the PC copies for review, you know, based on, because they had incentives based on review scores. I think that's going to, I don't know, something about that in particular. Yeah. Something about that in particular seems like it might hit them with that false and misleading statements. And although they didn't make a statement though about it, they still miss, they misled the public because they only made one version of the game available. You know, they misled everybody. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't I don't know. We'll see. I they I think they're kind of in some trouble here. We'll have to see how it shakes out, but this is going to go on all through 2021 anyway, so we probably won't hear anything about it, you know, being resolved for quite a while, but if they lose what I what I'm wondering about is if they lose, what does that look like? Is it like all right, if you bought Cyberpunk in, you know, 2020s, you know, send, fill out this application and we'll send you $60, you know, as part of the class action lawsuit, you know, something like that, or well, I have no idea. So that'll be interesting to see what it looks, uh, what the reward or what the award looks like if you're a member of that, uh, of that action. So, yeah, I mean, it'll probably be like when we got, uh, like when NCAA football sent money to all the athletes, yeah, they'll, they'll settle yeah. for 28 million and then they'll divide it up based off of when you bought it or how long your pre-order was. Yeah, I, I think the interesting curve that this could take is, you know, depending on how bad this lawsuit goes and how bad that the reputation has hit in the last few weeks. Um, you know, if it goes really bad, this could kind of end the studio in a lot of ways. Yeah, they they did make you know their money back already on the game, which we know we've talked about. But I mean, depending on how much money they they break them over for, I mean, this could this could definitely hurt them. Uh, big time so we'll see number four playstation announced the january playstation plus games this week starting january 5th players can claim the ps5 version of shark rpg man eater which travis is excited about the most recent installment of the tomb raider franchise shadow of the tomb raider and the action rpg greedfall Shadow of the Tomb Raider and greedfall are, are the ps4 versions which are of course backwards compatible on playstation 5 Website PushSquare also reported that Sony has been issuing refunds for users who recently purchased Maneater, seemingly within the last month or so, amid its new status as a now free PlayStation Plus game. So that's nice of them to do it that. Is. But uh, what what do you think about the lineup for January? I bet the Maneater developer kind of got with Sony and they worked on that together. That probably what happened there. CD Projekt yeah. Red. <laughs> you mean they actually talked? Wow. Um, I think Maneater is the other uh, TV show we didn't know about. It's just you're just <laughs> gonna funny. it's like jaws every week um the, the games are fine man eater is kind of like a goofy niche game that yeah. is kind of funny that it exists yeah whatever um everybody loves tomb raider to some degree i think greed falls the most interesting because you know it's a weird rpg that could catch fire i think yeah it's definitely uh, been I guess Greedfall when it came out, it was definitely a surprise. So, and I've I've been interested in it. You know, we've kind of mentioned it on this show a couple times. You texted me about it the other day. It's kind of like 
The Witcher mixed with like Victorian, like European, like colonial stuff. It's kind of weird, right. but Sounds apparently cool, it's though. yeah, apparently it's decent. And if it's free, I mean, I'll try it. Why not? So we'll see. Uh, and then Man Eater, I'm probably definitely going to try that since it's the PS5 version and it's like <laughs> you know a Jaws basically is a video game. So right. I'm gonna, I've seen I'm some video. Out. It's just kind of yeah. goofy. It's kind of funny in a weird way. I, I think it's a little more challenging than it looks like from what I've watched at least. Really? Hmm. Well, we'll see. It's a good month though. It's a good month overall. Pretty solid. Those are three, uh, three big games, no indie games really. Um, if, well, maybe you consider man eater, but three big games. So good month. Number five, Travis, we have some news nuggets here as well that we'll get through. As always, feel free to jump in. First nugget, website PushSquare reported that console customization retailer dbrand will have custom PS5 faceplates entering mass production soon. They you seem think you'll to be, get one? I don't know. If they have a black one, I may consider it, but I feel like they're going to get sued by Sony like, the, like that other <laughs> company. So I don't right. know if they'll actually make it. I feel like a bunch of them they're going to make are going to be really like, like like you're on an acid trip and there's a bunch of lines and letters and yeah. I don't want that. I want it to be cool. I want like a, a game theme or like um, yeah. just something really interesting. Um, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm not going to get something that's like letters and bubbles and lines. I don't need that. Yeah. A wood grain one may interest me because it would fit in my, uh, you know, my entertainment right. cabinet. It would look kind of cool. Depending yeah, that'd on be the, cool. Yeah. Or a gray one, something like that. But I don't see how these guys are doing this. I can't believe they haven't been sued already. So we'll see. <laughs> Next nugget, PushSquare also reported that Cyberpunk 2077 has sold more than 13 million copies as of mm-hmm. Dece- December 20th, even after accounting for issued refunds to that date. Wow. Website PlayStation Lifestyle reported that developer Respawn Entertainment is working on a new IP, according to a recent job listing. It's interesting. That global gaming sales have totaled nearly $180 billion this year an amount greater than both the North American sports industry and movie industry combined. Well, that's, that's mean, insane. Nobody bought tickets for either of those because of the pandemic. Exactly. So I'm not really sure. <laughs> I had that same thought. Yeah. They're, they're stunted. They were, they were stunted from the pandemic. So yeah, we'll see you next year. PlayStation lifestyle also reported that the upcoming PlayStation four and PS five indie adventure game, Kana Bridge of Spirits will feature a variety of haptic feedback and adaptive trigger features. DLC was also teased by one of the game's co-creators. PlayStation Lifestyle reported that farming and life simulation game Stardew Valley will receive update 1.5 on PS4 next year, adding a new farm and split-screen multiplayer. That Tekken franchise director and producer Katsuhiro Harada is reportedly working on a new project at publisher Bandai Namco that has the company's largest develop budge, development budget ever in the history of the company. Interesting. That's interesting. That can't be a fighting game, that's for sure. <laughs> PlayStation Lifestyle also reported that Nier Automata director Yoko Taro and producer Yosuke Saito announced they are working on two new games together and that Sony Interactive Entertainment has relocated their Asia operations headquarters from Hong Kong to Singapore. Uh-huh. And Interesting. That's well, blame China. I bet that has a lot to do with China and the Hong Kong situation. I would say so. Good time to get out there. Good, good right. as time as any. We'll go to Singapore. Let's just look at Japan as I hear island hopping again. 
I heard you can get good sticks in Singapore. <laughs> website, <laughs> website, PlayStation Universe, Universe reported that Neo 2 is the last entry in the hardcore action game franchise, according to game director Fumihiko Yasuda. That, the, that Bully 2 from Rockstar Games was canceled for a third time in 2017 to focus on development of Red Dead Redemption 2 and Grand Theft Auto 6. Perfect. I got to yeah. be honest with you. I don't give a shit about Bully. I think it's a retarded game. <laughs> I never played the first one, so I have no idea what it is. <sighs> just the idea of it is annoying to me. I don't. Yeah. We need some more whatever. It's just fucking make a good game. Just give us GTA 6 and yeah. Red Dead 3. Like, you're going to sell two copies of Bully 2. Why don't you just fucking do this? <laughs> PlayStation Universe also reported that survival horror game Sons of the Forest, the sequel to the indie hit The Forest, has been confirmed for a 2021 release and a new trailer. Oh, that God, this new- is going to be in the top 10 in Europe for another decade. Dude, I know. The Forest, <laughs> we've talked about it. The Forest is always in the top 10. Sells all. It still sells. It's on sale right now. It's got me curious to play it, but I don't want to be chased and hunted down by cannibals or whatever that's in the right. game. I, think I do that cannibal. every day. Do that every day at work anyway. That's right. <laughs> PlayStation Universe also reported that a new horror game from Silent Hill creator Kaichiro Toyama is targeting a 2023 release. Website Gamatsu reported that the PlayStation 5 shipped 3.4 million units in its first four weeks and is expected to reach up to 18 million units through 2021, according to the Digi Times. What's crazy is that sounds like such a big number, and then you think about it, and it's like there's like 10 times that many people that live in Chicago or right. something. And it seems like, some, oh, there's none out there. I don't know. It's yeah. weird how numbers work in my head. Like, if you gave me $3.4 million, I'd be like, holy shit, and then... If you told me to give a dollar to every person in the state, I'd be like, oh, that's not really anything, is it? Right, exactly. I know. Gamatsu also reported that Arc System Works has announced a new fighting game called Hmm. DNF Duel based on the online action RPG Dungeon Fighter Online. (laughs) Dungeon Fighter. (laughs) That's a great name. I know. That uh, that demo developer Rayarch has announced a new action game called Binary Gods, but no platforms or release date were given. And finally, Gamatsu reported that upcoming action game Anno Mutationum, which we I believe saw at a like a PlayStation State of Play earlier mm-hmm. in the year or last year, sounds right. Uh, it it has now been delayed to quarter three of 2021, and it has also added a native PlayStation 5 version in addition to the PlayStation 4 version. Hmm. And that is all for the news this week. Like we said, it's a pretty slow week. With that, we'll get into the new game releases, which people aren't even really updating those either. We've all, we only got <laughs> up until Christmas Day basically here, but I'll kick it over to Travis for the new games. On December 21st, we had Rhythm of the Gods, um, which... I read that title as they sing the rhythm of the night. Yes, <laughs> I don't. I don't even know who sings that, but that's how I read it every time. On, I agree. Uh, on December the twenty second, we have Brunswick Pro Billiards Override Two Super Mech League on the five and the four PBA Pro Bowling twenty twenty one on the PS four. And who am I? I am well, me. Let's get that. Let's get yeah, that. They have online Weber. League. Let's do it. <laughs> Um, on the 23rd, we had 16-bit soccer, which sounds pretty sweet. Dogfights, mm-hmm. Rigid Force, Redo. And on Christmas Eve, we had Acted Out Extra Large, A Game of Charades, Dungeon Top, oh. Elliot, which is um, 
You're, you're Elliot. You're, you're Ellen Page. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to do it. Uh, uh, anyway. Oh, man. Uh-huh. Uh, following um, Ellen Page, we have One Strike, Shiny <laughs> Ski Resort, which is in North Korea, Spirit Arena, Super Sports Blast, and The Last Dead End. Mm, that dungeon top is some of, some of the best you can get, huh? Yeah. You really and, like dungeon top. It's crazy. Yeah. And uh, that's all for the new game releases this week. What a week. What a week. Travis, let's begin to wrap things up here. Wanted to uh, discuss with you if you had any bold 2021 gaming predictions. I'll uh, I'll start first. My My gaming prediction for 2021 is that PlayStation reveals a new first-party multiplayer shooter. Now, hmm. I don't know if that's going to be Killzone. Uh, because we do know that Guerrilla Studios has a second team working on another game. Right. And we know that they, in the past couple of years, they've been hiring people who worked on shooter games. Um, Like they hired the guy who was either the director, I think the game director, or like the senior producer on Rainbow Six Siege. And they've been hiring some other people who work on shooters. So they're working on a shooter. Mm -hmm. But is that Killzone or is that something else? Or... Is there another team? Because there are a couple teams that we've talked about that we don't really know what they're doing per se. Yeah, and I wonder if they're if they could have like a SOCOM style game, right. like you know, a third person action game in the works, but, but more strategy based. Yeah, I but I definitely just something in my plums tells me that they're working <laughs> on a multiplayer competitive shooter, mm-hmm. and because that's just such a big genre, and there's so much room to breathe there. And even though they they do have the only thing that is kind of working against them, I guess, is the fact that they have a you know an agreement with Call of Duty for like exclusive you know whatever maps and content mm-hmm. and marketing shit like that. But I can't help but feel like they've got something in the pipeline. So that's my bold prediction: is that they're working on a multiplayer first party shooter that they're going to reveal at some point in twenty twenty one. You got any predictions? Uh, my um... My unbold, not bold prediction is uh, <laughs> God of War gets delayed until 2022. Mm. That's, that's my unbold one. Uh, my my bold prediction is that Deathloop will win some award at the Game of the Year awards. Really? And I don't know why. I definitely think the easy one would be like art direction, something like that. Yeah. That would be easy to do. But I think it has a lot of potential based off of what we've seen and read about it. I think it could be uh, not a surprise mm-hmm. per se, but I think it has a lot. They could win in like the music department, the art direction, even even on some gameplay. It's probably not going to win on narrative, but it could maybe win okay. fan choice or something like that. It'll be hard to win fan choice with some of these games coming out, though. That might be yeah. a little a little stretch. But anyway, yeah. I think it'll win something because it's. I mean, it's just it's so different. Like I think it will definitely be there, at least be nominated. Can I can I bet t- backtrack and say nominated? Whoa, whoa! No, you said it was going to. <laughs> you said it was going to win an award. Yeah, All right, we're not well, going to backtrack here. It'll win. It'll win something. Okay, that's fair. That's that's a decent chance of that. So that's big. That's big. There's, it's going to be a hot year. So that that would be big for them. Well. Let's begin to close the episode here. Travis, talk to me about what uh, games you're going to be playing in the week ahead here as we get back on our normal schedule. Um, I have two races tomorrow. 
the cats play at noon and six, so I have a chance to be disappointed four times, which is a lot. Yeah. I have F2 race at two o'clock. I have no idea what track we're at. I haven't even looked at it. Who knows? That'll probably be terrible. <clears throat> then our GT Sport race. I'll do that one late, late at night. I think it's at the Nürburgring, which is really difficult and it's hard to pass. So you really need a good qualifying lap to really be competitive. And it's that in the way the game is set up, there's so many penalties that um, who knows? Who knows how that'll go? But um, I'll try to stream both of those on the podcast um, YouTube channel. Nice. So that guy can dislike them as well. Uh, tonight, I'll probably play our league. Um, I'm ready to see what Baisley does in the starting lineup. I think I've, I think I've, I'm trying to learn. The, it seems like the computer adapts to how you play in the game, and I, I don't really adapt very well to the to their adaption. So, like, usually in the first and second quarter, I, I get rolling pretty well, and then at halftime, they either like don't let me shoot threes or they don't let me get to the rim, and that completely changes the way I've been playing. And then I end up blowing huge leads. So I'm, there's something yeah. in there I'm not catching. Right. But my my the way my team is set up, I'm kind of one-dimensional anyway. Because it's not like I have I don't have dead-eye shooters. I don't have a post guy like Joel Embiid to make shots and do post moves. So yeah. I'm really one-dimensional as I have to get into the paint, basically. And then either kick it out or drive or drop it off or dunk. That's really all I can do. So, you know, if I get cut off... And they learn that, I, you know, it's really difficult for me to to, to score, which mm-hmm. ironically, the Thunder figured out in real life last night. They scored seven points in the fourth quarter last night. <laughs> Good God. And I can tell you, I've been there. It happens. Yeah, so, yeah well, it does. So um, <laughs> they're, they're a team in real life. They'll be really good probably in two years when those guys learn kind of how to play. Uh, but anyway, yeah. part, I'm sure we'll play some Battlefield 1 tonight. Oh, yeah. Hopefully, I can get into a plane. I, I really wanted to get into a plane, and everybody gets in them so fast. So yeah. It's really asking a lot. But I want to play... Um, what was the map? I was the map I wanted to play last the, the other day. We couldn't play it. Empire's Edge. I really want to oh, play yeah. that. I really, really like that one. Okay. Hopefully, we'll, well get into that tonight. Yeah, I think so. It's in, it's in the cards, I would hope. Uh, I'm going to play NBA 2K as well. Continue with the league. Still trying to figure out my team. I do know that I have to get defense. My team is mm-hmm. awful at defense. So I've got to either draft or sign guys in the offseason that can play defense. So that's my number one need. And then uh, continue to play Battlefield 1, trying to get back in the groove on that as well. And I'll push forward with my outlaw pass on Red Dead, trying to get that all the way to 100 so that I can uh, move on from that for a while until they decide to give us new content, which they do only about every six or seven months. Then I'm going to also continue with uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Just play that at my leisure. And that game that game will probably, I'll be playing that for probably the whole year uh, is my guess, just because there's just so much going on and I just kind of do whatever I want to do whenever I play. I don't really do any set thing but just kind of meandering and then I'm trying to think if there's anything else I might mix in some dirt five I do that randomly mm-hmm. I'll just mix in a couple of races you know I love racing in the yeah. uh, the cockpit view or whatever <laughs> camera that is the game's a lot of fun it's really good it is a good game you had a pretty sick picture you put up the other day too from it oh yeah I loved that picture that was dope the snow looked so real in that picture mm-hmm. it was crazy it really does 
Yeah. Uh, I think that's it. So mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's enough. Uh, it's quite enough. So before we go, I want to give a, one more shout out to CG, CD Project Red for Uh-oh. shrinking down humans to make kids. All oh, yeah. It's hilarious. <laughs> I mean, oh, they look fucking ridiculous. It's outrageous. Oh, they, dude, what a, what a game. It's like, <laughs> it's, it's such a, it's such a weird fucking game. It's like, it's so good in some respects and at an end at some points. And then there's other times where you're just like, you're just like beside yourself. You're like, how right. the fuck did, like, how so the they fuck got did lazy they even do cut this? a corner? Yeah. It's like, how did they even do this? It's almost like one team was like really busting ass and another team was like, all right, we're fucking done. We're burnt out. I don't give a shit. It's just shrink <laughs> right. the humans down. Like, <laughs> I so don't know. Looking. It's like the gameplay. It's like the combat, like shooting whoever made whatever team made that. We're like, yeah, we're this is something, you know. We we're doing some shit, and then the, the, everybody else is like, oh, okay, we're tired, we're done. <laughs> I don't know what what a weird ga- game, what a weird dichotomy they're having right now. I'm sure they'll fix it. There's no doubt about that. But anyway, that's all we've got this week, Travis. So let's get out of here, and we'll do it again next week. So if you guys enjoyed the show, don't forget to subscribe so that you never miss an episode and leave us a review. Don't just give us a thumbs down. Leave us a comment. <laughs> tell us why you gave us a thumbs down. We would appreciate it. We want it's okay. Just tell us. We need context. We're con- we're contextual people. Yeah, we're men. We need context. Whew, Jesus. And then also, share us with a friend if you have a friend who you think may enjoy a podcast such as this where they can get all of the week's PlayStation news in less than 90 minutes every week on Sundays. If you guys want to talk with us, you can do that on Twitter at the DualSense Pod. If you want to check out some of our game streams and clips, like Travis streaming his races tomorrow, you can do that on YouTube at the DualSense Pod. And we'll also tweet out whenever we go live. So look for that there. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll talk at you next week.